Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Right, welcome to another edition of the Personal Branding Podcast and it's on some this particular new year and I have Josh Hinnam here with me. He's an expert and the CEO of uh, co-founder of Interact. Josh, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Josh, uh, listeners would like to know a little more about who Josh is and how he got to where he is now. Yeah, so who is Josh? That is a good question. Uh, Josh, I would say, if I had to distill it down, is an inventor and a builder. I've always really enjoyed just creating things, and that comes in many forms, whether it's building a company or building something physical or building relationships or even building an adventure. You know, I love to just explore the world and learn everything that I can soak up as much as I can along the way and just, you know, gather all the inputs and really see what I can do with that. So that's that's how I've always lived is just kind of exploring and, and seeing what's possible with the opportunities that I have. And out of that has come my current company, Interact. And it's been, you know, a long time that I've worked on this particular company. But um, before that, I have worked on a few different companies. And I've always just been one to push the limits and see what I can do in life. So in a nutshell, Josh is an explorer. He's an inventor. He's a creative person. <laughs> yeah. But Josh, um, it's interesting to know that I've, I've explored the Interact uh, a couple of months ago and I love it. And it's, it's good I, I got to have a chat of the, the face behind Interact and there's is a, is a, is a creative piece that you have there in the website. Now let's delve deeper a little bit more about Josh and what you do. Josh, how will someone or how can someone rise up to become a star in this chosen field? How do you become an expert? How do you become a well-known brand? How did you make it and how can listeners pick some pointers from you? Yeah, so I think when it comes to pursuing any sort of big endeavor, right? So whether it's marketing or sales or you know getting good at content marketing or even podcasting, anything where there is a big task ahead, it's not something that you can just solve overnight. You know, you're not going to just start a company immediately and have it be successful right away. You have to learn lots of different skills. So when it comes to learning a new skill and something that you want to become an expert at, I do have a process for how I go about that. And it begins with identifying the skill that needs to be acquired. And especially when you're starting a company, there's lots of things that you need to know and you need to be good at. And you really need to figure out which one comes first and start with that. So that's the first step is just identifying what is it that I need to become good at. And with my current company, the first thing I needed to become good at was writing because we got all of our first customers through content marketing, writing blog posts, that kind of thing. So I identified that I needed to be good at writing. Once I identified that, I started to meet with people who were already good at writing so I could learn from them. So 
I contacted all sorts of people that were writing experts, including the founder of Wikipedia, who actually got back to me and we had a conversation about writing. So I learned everything that I could from them. I had, you know, somewhere between six and 10 really good conversations about that and what their process was like, how they did things, all that kind of stuff. So, so I could get a baseline. Well, okay. Then I started to... Before you continue, yeah. so let me run us through the first two things. Firstly, you, are, you need to identify a field or an area. Then you look at what are the new skills or new things you need to learn in, uh, to enable you get to where you want to go. Then the second phase is you identify people who have done that. Maybe maybe I might want to refer to that as your mentors or coaches or something. Am I right on that point? Yeah, exactly. So people that have already gone through, they have figured out what their own process is to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. Then you can pick up different tidbits from them. You know, one person has a certain strategy for the way that they became good at writing. Another person has a different process and you can just kind of piece it all together and you can start to get a picture of how exactly someone becomes a good writer. So that's the first step once you actually begin the process of becoming an expert. Then the third step in the process is to read, which is a bit ironic because at this point you're probably ready to go and you've got an idea of what you want to do, but you really have to stop and you have to get a broader baseline of what it really means to be an expert in whatever area you're going after. So when I say read, I don't mean just blog posts and newspapers and whatever, you know, short form you can find. I mean reading books. So I typically read somewhere between 10 and 15 different books wow. about how to become in this, in my case, with the first one, how to become a writer. But there's books about everything, obviously, because there's a lot of books. And books hold a wealth of information that goes beyond just the surfacey stuff. You actually start to understand what's going on behind the scenes. Books are long enough to where you can really get the whole picture of how something actually works. And that's incredibly important because... You can't just go with, you know, the foundation behind what's going on. So, again, going back to writing, you have to really understand what goes into good writing, what goes into a good piece, what goes into a good story. And those things come from books because a book has enough information, enough background to really help you develop that strong core that will be the basis of you becoming a good writer or an expert or whatever it is you're trying to go after. So third step is reading books. So reading books. Oh, then, so, so so reading yeah. books. Um so that means that in any field you should find books in that in that in that area. Um mm -hmm. uh, what do we say can you can you mention one or two books that especially in the area of copywriting and, and writing skills that listeners might want to even pick from that? Yeah, so these these ones are a bit ironic because they're not exactly uh, about writing, writing. But one of them is the seven seven habits of highly effective people. Awesome. And the other, yeah, and then the other one is called Write Short, which is a book by a screenwriter about how to condense your ideas down because oftentimes when you're writing for the internet, especially, you need to learn how to write short. So that book is called Write Short. Yep. 
you know. So that's the third step. And then after you've done all that and you've you know read all the books and you've talked to all the people, you actually start doing whatever it is you're trying to get good at. So for me, I started writing. And this part of the process is very regimented. So what you want to do is you want to set aside somewhere between 6 and 12 hours a day, depending on how much time you have available. And you dedicate that time specifically to working on whatever task is at hand. So I would sit down and I would, 6, 12. I would sit down and write for six hours. I prefer to do it at the beginning of the day. So get up early, work for six hours on writing. And the important part here is that you have to stop after your allotted time. And you have to not think about writing or whatever it is you're going after for the rest of the day. So six hours a day, but then immediately stop and then repeat the next day. And as you're doing this, you have to take a break every week and get feedback on your process. So that was easy for me with writing because I was often writing for other websites. And so their editors would critique my writing and give me feedback. And it was easy for me to get that feedback. And the important part about getting feedback is that it turns what you're doing into practice because mm. the definition of practice is you're working on something, but you're not just going in blind. That's Somebody so is actively telling you, you need to improve this, you need to improve that. And every week you're getting that kind of feedback from that expert so that you can actually improve and not just stay the same every single week. So, so every could, day. So, so it could be yeah. like once, once I schedule time to work on the project I'm doing, let's say I'm going to learn how to do web development or something. Once I schedule time, learning from my mentor, resources or books or even online courses, I, it's also essential to have a team of people who give me feedback on what I'm doing and progress to help me shape, to let me know whether I'm really on track or I'm really learning or I'm, I'm progressing, right? Yeah, and that can come in many forms. If you're if you're working on web development, it might just be one person who's giving you feedback. Or if it's a project that actually is facing customers, then you can simply schedule a call with a customer every week and ask them for feedback on the website or project that you're working on. But the important part is to actually listen. And those calls need to be minimum of an hour where you're getting feedback on what you've been doing so that you can really understand which parts of this are actually well done and which parts are complicated. So that's, that is a, the most vital aspect of this. Obviously you have to put in the hours, but you're wasting all that time mm -hmm. if you don't actually understand what am I doing well here and what am I not doing well here? So, that is a, a very important part of the process of becoming an expert in any field. So once you have that process running, then you repeat it every single day for six to 12 months, depending on how big the undertaking is. So you're working six hours to 12 hours a focused time every day for six to 12 months with weekly feedback after you have your baseline of the reading and talking to experts. And by the end of that time, you should really be pretty confident in what you're doing. And the way that you'll know that you've become confident in what you're doing 
is number one, you'll have success in the area. So for me with writing, it was the fact that I was getting placements onto big blogs and big websites. My work was getting published in large articles like entrepreneur.com and Forbes. And then the other way that you'll know is that it becomes routine. So when I would get a writing engagement, all of a sudden it wasn't, it didn't take a lot of mental thought to write a new piece. I could write a new piece in 45 minutes or an hour and it would be a good piece. It wasn't just whatever. It was actually, you know, a good article. So that's how you'll know is that not only are you having the success, but also it's not mentally taxing to repeat the process of whatever it is you're going after every single time you do it. So that is my five-step process for becoming an expert in anything. Yeah, let's throw in a few things now. What are some of the, uh, the tips you will offer somebody who want to uh, start writing, even could be content for websites or books or articles? What are be your expert tips uh, you would offer them now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing with writing is to identify something that you are good at that not very many people are. So one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten is to become the best person in the world at one thing. And for me, it's quizzes. And, you know, there's not really a ton of interest in quizzes. It's growing now. But when I started writing about it, there wasn't a lot. However, when I would try to branch out and make generic articles about marketing, I couldn't compete because I was not anywhere near the best in that field. So what I did was I found a very specific niche, which was writing about quizzes, that nobody was better than me at. And I did that over and over and over and over again so that I became even better at it and kind of established myself as the expert in that one area. So. What you want to do is identify something you're good at that there's not a lot of competition in that, you know, maybe other people are not so good at, uh, even if there's not a huge audience for it, even if there's a hundred people, hmm. just start writing about that because at least those hundred people will care about what you're doing as opposed to going into very generic types of topics where you're competing with everyone and you're not going to be anywhere near the top in terms of quality. So you, you advise that one need to find a niche in any field, then become an expert in that little niche to get you the attention and, and, and the authority in that area. Then you can leverage on that yeah. in other platforms or other avenues that you think is essential for your brand. Yeah, and I think finding a niche, you know, people say that a lot, but mm-hmm. really what it means is what are you good at? What do people ask you questions about? What are the things that people come to you for when they need advice? That's where you start. You're not going out saying, oh, I need to find a niche. You're going out and saying, okay, what are the things that I'm already good at? What are the things that people already come to me for? Let's focus on those and start there and branch out from that point. So it's more of a self-assessment in 10 audit first then you work on that area josh what what has what has been some of the challenges um over the years and becoming learning to become an expert in your chosen field what has been some of the challenges the bottlenecks and how you overcame them yeah an expert in any area is that it does become monotonous at some point 
no matter how much you enjoy or you love what you're doing, there will be plateaus. There will be times where you feel as if you're not making progress. It doesn't seem like things are moving forward, and it can be really frustrating in those times. And the way that you want to overcome that is there's, there's a couple things you can do. The thing that you want to do is you want to establish a routine where you're actively spending time doing other things every single day. And one of the things that I established as I was becoming an expert in different areas was the practice of running and going to the gym. So I will do that every day, usually right after my focus time. So right after those six hours of working, I go on a run and clear my head so that I can reset. It's kind of like a restarting your computer at the end of the day when it gets bogged down. You do the same thing with your mind. So reset the mind at the end of the day. That's one thing that's very important. And then the other thing that's very important is to remember that it's not everything. So whatever it is you're trying to achieve is not the only thing in life. And so you have to continue investing in outside areas. And you know, as you get deeper and deeper into becoming an expert in something, it's very easy to get sucked in and spend more and more and more time doing it, which is why it's so important to cut off right at the end of your focus time that you're working on the task, because otherwise you end up just doing it more and more and more. And before you know it, you look back and you've cut out other things in your life that you enjoy. And then when you hit a plateau, it becomes a really big deal because you, you don't, you know, you don't have a lot going on outside of that. So that's, those are some of the things that I've run into. Uh, some mistakes that I've made along the way is just getting too drawn into a certain thing that I'm working on and then also not having those routines outside of what I'm working on. And both of those are not, not helpful because you will hit those plateaus. You will hit those times where things are slower. And when you do, it's going to be a much bigger deal if you haven't been working on outside activities and routines besides whatever it is that you're focused on. Uh, now let's look at Indirat. How will or how is Indirat going to help entrepreneurs out there, um, internet users? How? Tell us about Indirat. Yeah, so Indirat is a platform for making quizzes like the ones that you see on Facebook. And that seems a bit silly and trivial at first, but the thing that it really does is it connects people. And the way that it connects people is by starting a conversation. And that conversation might be about what kind of dog breed you are, but at least it's starting that conversation. And so the way it helps companies is that companies are able to then get more conversations going with their potential customers, which is obviously how you would begin the conversation to make a sale. And then on the consumer side, it's really interesting to learn about yourself. It's interesting to know more about who you are, learn different things about yourself. And that's why people like taking them on that side. And obviously it can also help you find the right products or services based on a quiz result. So it's really a conversation starter more so than a quiz. And that's what I really like about it because I do think that while we have so much technology, we have social media, 
we have all these things that quote unquote connect us online, they often leave us disconnected. And a quiz can be a great way to flip things back around and say, all right, we're going to go back to the basics here. We're actually going to have an actual conversation now about this quiz, which started online, but then often gets taken offline into the real world. Now, now George, this is the point. Um, someone, someone listens to, I don't know how to write quizzes. How do I use Interact? How can you help me with that? Yeah, so we have certified consultants who we partner with and they help people write their own quizzes because it is a big challenge. And so we've got pre-made quizzes in our platform and then we also have our certified consultants. So when you work with Interact, you either get to use something that's already made or you partner up with somebody who helps you with that writing process. Oh, okay. So it means you don't need to worry ahead about it if you can write. They use the, 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 the templates or get a, 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 an expert consultant to guide you through the process, right? Exactly. So you don't got to worry about it. <laughs> right. right. So in terms of ROI, let's look at how how is it going to help? What, what are the retained that, that we'd like you to get from um, using Interact? You know, one, we know we're more engaging, we're going to get clients, but what are the other benefits that we that are unseen or right from the beginning in Interact? Yeah, so there's a few things that Interact helps with. One of the biggest ones is lead generation. So we have uh, the ability to collect email addresses within our quizzes. So at the end of the quiz, you can ask people to put in their email in order to show their quiz results. And to date, we've helped our customers collect just over 7.5 million new leads using those quizzes. So very, very powerful for that. The other thing that it can help with is just social engagement and spreading the word about you on social media because a lot of people will share their results and then somebody else will see the quiz. Once they see the quiz, they'll come in and they'll find out who your brand is. They'll check it out. So it is very effective for getting your word out on the social web as well. Right. So how does one get started? Yeah, so we have a freemium model, which means that you can start for free and then upgrade later. And the website is tryinteract.com, T-R-Y-Interact.com. You can click Get Started for Free and start playing around with it, build your own quiz, see how it works for you. And then if you want to go ahead and launch it on your website, upgrade and get that all started. So listeners, go to tryinteract.com. Any special offer for listeners listening to the podcast? Yes. So people are podcasts, all you have to do is mention the name of the show and we'll actually do a free coaching call with you to talk through how to set up your own quiz. Okay, right. So jumping down, go to tryinteract.com. Mention personal branding podcast for Bennett Calvin Clive and you're going to have free consultation coaching from the expert at tryinteract.com. Now, Josh, as you run up, can you quickly leave us with your billion-dollar tips on becoming an expert in your chosen field? Yeah. I think if I had to give one piece of advice, it would be 
the talking to people part about asking them their process for how they became an expert. People are very willing to tell you what they did to get to where they are, and you have to listen. You can't just say, "Oh, how, what are the shortcuts?" You have to listen to what they did. And when you do listen, it will reveal a lot of things, and you can pretty much just follow the advice that you get from people because if it worked for them, there's a good chance it'll work for you as well. So, I would say meet with as many people as you can who are already experts in whatever you want to become good at. Listen to what they have to say, and then emulate what they did. With that, Josh, if I need to ask you, which one? Friend of yours, would you love that I interview on this podcast? I'm doing the asking now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Josh from also Josh from Bear Metrics. I love what he does. He's got a lot of good writing. Speaking of being good writer, so uh, he is somebody that uh, would be an excellent interview. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll love an introduction through email. I'll be glad to do that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and if there's any one person I'd like you to be on this podcast, you, I'm going to do that right after this podcast show. That they should have you on their show. Excellent, Josh. Thanks, and I'm looking forward to have another interview with you again. I think to pick more all of the things that you have and you keep learning as an innovative and a creative person. So I really appreciate your time being on this show. Yeah, thank you. Is there any other thing you like listeners to know? Um, I think just listening is an underrated skill. Listen to people. Listen to what they have to say. If you want to be good at something, listen to other people. That's all I have to say. If you want to be good at something, listen to other people. Billion dollar mm. word from Josh. Josh, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much.